Welcome, welcome one and all to Nez Nation Live. It is so great to see you guys. Today we're going to be talking about, as you can see behind me here, we've got some gentlemen joining us. Uh, one of them in particular, Mr. Aristotle, whose rhetorical situation he invented uh, way before you and I were here walking on this blue-green earth. Uh, and these are appeals that are still valuable today. We're going to talk a lot about how you can be more persuasive with your brand by following some techniques that are tried, true, historical. And as I've said many, many times on this show before, if it's the truth, the truth is eternal. The truth is not good on Tuesday, bad on Wednesday, good on Sunday, terrible on Thursday. If it's the truth, if it's truly the truth, the truth is eternal. Come on in, come on in. Make sure you smash the smash button, hit the like button. We're having a few issues uh, going live in certain places. It looks like we're not live on Facebook, which is fine. Uh, but we are live on Twitch, YouTube. We are live on uh, Periscope, on Twitter Live. And I'm so excited. We bring it to you every single Sunday, Nez Nation Live. This is the Personal Branding 101 live stream podcast show. And yes, we do have a podcast. I'll talk about that in a second. Brought to you by BeyondTheBoxAcademy.com. This is the number one training academy on the internet, taught by yours truly, an actual professor, teaching you the latest, greatest innovations in getting your online reputation, getting your message out there so you can impact your audience. Whether that's growing a business, elevating your career, building a community, we help you discover your purpose so that you can communicate your message so you can reach and target the right audience. So great to see you guys. Come on in, come on in. Flash in your pan, Pete Rondo. How are you, Pete? Good to see you. You finally made it to the live chat. Great to have you with us, Pete. Come on in, come on in. Make sure you smash that smash button. I'm very, very excited to talk to you today about some techniques. You can see right there by the title card, how to be persuasive some techniques that are going to help you to really elevate your game when it comes to making sure that you grab the right kind of attention out there. Um, these are tried and true methods. As I said before, they are used. They have been used since time immemorial. And today I thought I'd just conduct a nice master class to sort of teach you and talk about something that I teach at the university, something I have pretty much been doing. You might be doing this uh, without even being aware of it ever since you were just a wee little laddie. I have no idea why I went into the Irish uh, uh, throat there, but I did. Um, so I'm really, really excited to share this with you today, and uh, I want to get cooking immediately. Before I do, please make sure, if you know somebody out there, if there's anybody that you feel could get a lot of value from this, you know, why would I need to learn from some archaic old dude from 2,000 years ago? about how to build my personal brand in today's era. You may be surprised. You may be shocked. You may just be bambasted. Is that even a word? Probably not. Who cares? Because I'm going to talk to you about things that you're probably going to really be surprised about. It's going to really hit you on a whole new level and give you perspective, I think, 
on how to get your message out there in a compelling, powerful, effective manner. That's what I do. If you don't know who I am, I am Professor Nez, personal branding coach, executive career coach. I help companies and individuals craft a standout personal brand so that they can grow faster, increase revenue, and stress less. And if you need any kind of help like that at all, I'd have a company. I run two businesses. I'm also a professor. Um, I'll leave links in the show notes down below, and uh, you can reach me anytime at nez at professornez.com. I'm happy to communicate with you. I'm happy to have you be a part of our awesome Nez Nation family. We're bringing more humanness to this digitalness. That's our kind of mantra here, and uh, it's just really nice to have you with us. Also, don't forget, I mentioned this earlier, so uh, we have a podcast And some of you guys are listening to this on the podcast right now. We have a Nez Nation Live podcast. Okay, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on um, Anchor, we're everywhere you listen, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're pretty much everywhere. So I would love for you to go join, subscribe. I know a lot of you guys, just like me, you're super, super busy. You don't have time to sit here and watch an hour-long video on Aristotle, ethos, pathos, logos, personal branding. What the schmell is going on here? I get it. You know, you're busy. So am I. So I know that podcasting, I know that voice content, audio content is a super convenient way to get the information that you need. I'm a big proponent of self-education and I I really try to convey that in my brand and I really try to sort of carry that uh, just be another link in the chain if you will because even though I've got three degrees I, I've said this many many times before you could throw them all in the in the in the fireplace and light them on fire compared to the real actual experiential knowledge that I gain from going after and pursuing interests, pursuing learnings that tapped into my chest. That's what my channel is all about. I'm not worried about the dude between your ears. I want to talk about that dude inside your chest. Is that dude inside your chest energized, inspired, beating with a desire to, you know, do what you really want to do on the day to day? If not, then I would implore you to take a stop, take a pause, hit that giant P button in your life, hit that giant pause button in your life, take a look around and see what is really going on, pay attention. That's what this masterclass is all about on how to be persuasive uh, and, and what kind of persuasive techniques we can learn from our Aristotle to build our personal brand. And I'm going to talk about ethos, pathos, and logos in just a second. We're living in an era now, personal branding is essentially, personal branding, all it really means is 21st century communications. Everything starts with communications. You want to build a community. You want to make friends. You want to meet the right people. You want to network. It starts with communications. You want to build a company. You want to build a business. You want to sell products and services. I don't know who you are. The world doesn't know who you are until you communicate that. You want to meet the person of your dreams. You want to marry this girl. You want to marry this man. Who are you? I've said this before to my classes and they kind of get a kick out of this. 
you know, I've seen the most beautiful women in my life literally deteriorate. Their beauty just deteriorates right before my eyes as soon as they open their mouth. And I know for a fact, ladies, ladies out there, my, my female Nez Nation uh, family members, I know you can feel this too. Looks only last about five minutes. If you don't have something powerful to say, if you don't convey something that I can resonate with, it's hasta la pasta. I don't care if you're George Clooney. I don't care if you're DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, or I don't know. I'm too old. Who's the young, whoever the young, good-looking dudes and dudettes are, I have no idea. Everything starts with communications. Everything does. And that's what today's, uh, you know, really masterclass is all about. That's what this masterclass is all about. It's all about trying to really help you guys um, to convey your purpose. Aristotle started with a, a kind of what's called a rhetorical triangle. And this is what's really interesting, too, is a lot of people get this wrong. A lot of people, uh, you know, they think that when they hear the word rhetoric, and I'd love to hear in the chat, so good to see you, Super Dave. So good to see you, Flash, in your pan. Hashtag Flash Fam. Hashtag Nez Nation. Hashtag Niminati. The three greatest live stream all-star crews on the internet. It's so great to see you. Super Dave, it's so good to see you. Stony Creek. Stony Creek is in the house. Ahmed, how are you, sir? So great to see you. Hopefully you smash the smash button and you hit that like button while you're coming in here on YouTube. If you're watching us on Taminor277, if you're watching us on Twitch, good to see you. Thank you for dropping by. I think you're going to get a lot out of this stream today. Um, if you're if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you please smash that smash button. If you're watching on Twitch or Periscope, doesn't look like Facebook. Let me just check real quick. For some reason, you guys know me. I like to go live everywhere. It doesn't look like to me that uh, Facebook's working right now. So I don't know why. And I don't have LinkedIn Live yet, unfortunately, as of this recording. But hopefully that'll change very, very soon. It's so great to see you. Ed says, I always told my daughter, let's see here, that outwardly beauty can be taken away in a minute. Very well said. Yeah. I mean, this is this is based on common sense, right? This is based on, you know, I mean, this is based on just logic. Speaking of logos, which I'm going to talk about in a second. I'm going to talk about the three appeals. Everything starts with this. Everything start. We are a species. We are a, a mammal on this, you know, uh, organism called the Earth that uh, is able to communicate in very complex ways able to communicate in very powerful ways. As far as we know, we're the only species that has this complicated a linguistic system. Uh, and, you know, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm, I'm inspired by words. I'm inspired by, you know, I love reading. You know, I'm, I'm an author uh, and I'm a, I'm a writer and I try to write almost every day. At least I try to. I don't usually always get to do that, but I try very hard to write every single day. Um, you know, if you look at all the greatest movements in history, they all started with amazing, eloquent, powerful, inspired speeches. If you look at the country of the United States of America, if you don't think words matter, I'm not saying that looks don't matter. They do, but they only last about five minutes. If there's nothing substantive underneath there, 
So how does this relate to personal branding? You know, you may have a fancy logo. You may have a fancy, uh, you know, office place or office space. You may have fancy campaigns. You may have a fancy looking box for your product. But if there's no substance underneath, you may have a fancy book cover. You may have an unbelievable thumbnail, YouTubers. You may have an amazing glossy Instagram profile pic that's been photoshopped. But if there's nothing substantive underneath, you ain't got Nathan as far as I'm concerned. You got zilch. You got nada. Hasta la pasta. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. I'm sorry. You don't. Your words matter. Your, your words can convey your humanness, your speech, your authorship, your writing, your words. They matter more than anything. Conversation. Think about those conversations that have moved the earth. How many people in the chat have actually been in a conversation where you felt like, my God, I don't want this to ever end? Why do we hang out with this, the, the type of social circles that we hang out with? Why do we commiserate? Why do we uh, uh, consider this person our BFF or our best friend? Is it because they're just, is it just because they're pretty? Is it just because of their status? Is it just because of how many followers they have? How many likes they have? How many subscribers they have? Or is it because when you are with them, you're able to communicate your spirit, your soul, and they understand that. And they're able to communicate their spirit and their soul. Words are a bridge. Words are, to me, effective communication to me is the ultimate antidote to what I call the greatest disease of mankind, misunderstanding. A lot of people think that, you know, Ebola is the greatest disease that ever hit mankind. Cancer, leukemia, heart disease, polio, whatever, pick a disease. I think misunderstanding trumps them all. I think misunderstanding is the, and I'm not belittling, you know, any affliction, this is just my humble opinion as somebody who eats, sleeps, and breathes language for over 30 years and who's been able to build two businesses, who's been able to build unbelievable partnerships, friendships, the woman of my dreams. I was able to win the woman of my dreams with my ability to communicate who I am. It's not that I'm special. It's not that you're wielding words in a manipulative way or your persuasion. Persuasion has a, has a bad rap. Rhetoric has a bad rap. I mean, when most of you guys think of the word rhetoric, you probably think of, oh God, it sounds like something you hear on Fox News or CNN or some political, it sounds, sounds like BS. No, actually the word rhetoric, this goes back to Aristotle. Aristotle's definition, okay, of rhetoric you know, and, and actually, you know, this is this coming from the ancient Greeks, the word rhetoric, uh, you know, it really spawns from, from the ancient Greeks, especially specifically the ancient masters and teachers and philosophers. My favorite de definition of rhetoric is an awareness. Check, everybody should write this down right now. My favorite definition. Okay. And I can't remember if I came up with this or if I got this from somewhere else. I'm, I'm totally you know, being honest right now. I can't remember. I think I got it from somebody else. I'm happy to give credit where credit's due. My definition of the word rhetoric is an awareness of the language choices 
that we make. Think about that. You want to talk about the antidote to misunderstanding. I think misunderstanding is is the number one cause of families being destroyed, businesses being destroyed, friendships being destroyed. I think misunderstanding is the underlying cause of wars. Maybe the 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 epitome uh, uh, cause of bloodshed throughout the history of mankind. Misunderstanding. Look at that definition. This is Aristotle. This is what this class is all about. An awareness of the language choices that we make. And in this epoch and in this era, this is where language choices are taking place. Through video, through live streaming, through YouTube videos, through branding, through Instagram, through your website, through your copywriting, through your articles, through your blogs. This is 21st century communication. So if you don't have an awareness, the key word is awareness, you're more susceptible to the ultimate disease, I think, in my humble opinion, of mankind, misunderstanding. And I would say at the core, at the root of, of all human suffering, if not most human suffering, is misunderstanding. I truly believe this with all my heart. I mean, my brothers and sisters across the Atlantic, you know, this thousand, thousand year old war between the Jews and the Arabs. Talk about a major misunderstanding. They're all brothers. They're all brothers and sisters. They come from the same land and they're arguing over a book, over a book. If you really think about it, over a book, how many deaths, how many families have been ravaged? How many landscapes have been ravaged? over the misunderstanding of a book. This is huge. This is the most, this may just be the most important class. This may just be the most important live stream. This may just be the most important piece of content I've ever produced. And I'm so happy that you're here with me. Luis, how are you? It's good to see you. Car Galaxy Studios in that. Patty Broussard. I'm so happy to see you guys. Make sure you smash that smash button. Have you hit the like button yet? Especially if you're on YouTube. Welcome Twitch. Welcome Periscope. Um, it's so nice to have you guys as well. It doesn't look like we're live on Facebook. Uh, and I'm not really sure what's going on with that. We're having some problems there, but no big deal. Who needs Facebook? Screw you, Facebook. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but it's so great to have you guys with us. So, so, so good to see you here. Uh, let's see here. Ahmed says, let me see. And the opposite is true also. Sometimes you just want them to shut up because they don't have anything to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, how many times? How many times have you had an impression of someone based on looks? And you're like, wow, I'm interested here. This is going to be intriguing. Maybe it's not just a sexual attraction or a physical attraction. Maybe it's just that they look like a cool person. They look like a p cool person I can dig. Something about them. I don't know. Maybe their shoes or their, the way they, their, their manner, their demeanor, their mannerisms, their gestures, something, their vibe. You get an initial impression and then you hear them talk. And then you actually try to have a conversation with this individual. And everything goes crashing to a screeching halt. How cliche, screeching halt. <laughs> um, that's, that's why I'm very excited about this live stream today. That's why I'm very excited to talk to you about something I've studied, researched, implemented, and I actually teach at the university level. Uh, 
um, Aristotle's techniques for persuasion, a.k.a. rhetoric, uh, using the three major rhetorical appeals, ethos, pathos, and logos. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. If you don't think words matter, if you don't think your language is everything, the way that you communicate everything, that's what my whole business is all about. My Professor Nez Consulting Agency, it's all about conveying a message in a compelling way that's unique to you, that clearly defines who you are so that there's no misunderstanding or at least very little. Even if you can get away with very little misunderstanding, you're doing fantastic. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with the inalienable rights. And among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You don't think words matter? You don't think words matter? Those are the words that started this nation. Those, that's, if you don't know what that's from, it's from the Declaration of Independence, written by probably one of my favorite historical figures. Definitely one of my favorite writers. I mean, talk about a command of the English language. I think Thomas Jefferson has even a higher command of the English language than maybe even Shakespeare. One document, one piece of paper created everything you see. It was the catalyst to everything you see. The Declaration of Independence inspired an, in, an entire movement. It was one thing in that Continental Congress in Philadelphia to get together and talk about a revolution. It was another thing to put it down in writing, which made it real, which made it concrete. And the citizens of the 13 colonies in 1776 were inspired by those words. And those words move mountains. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely, Stony Creek. I love the way you said that. It's so good to see you too, by the way, brother. Words can cut deeper than a sword with everlasting wounds. Yes, that's exactly right. You know, uh, sticks and stones may hurt my bones, uh, but words never hurt. You know, if, if there was any bigger a crock ever uttered, uh, I think that would be it. Um, you can hurt me, I'll heal. But words definitely cut like a knife. Words definitely cut like a knife. I know two people right now who are so close to each other in relation. And they haven't spoken to each other in over 15 years. Two people right now in my life. And it was over some stupid thing that somebody said at some stupid reunion that nobody even wanted to go to in the first place. And they haven't spoken to each other in years. Over a decade. I think it's over a decade. Your words are everything. And in this day and age, in 2020 and beyond, in this era, in this epoch, the medium, the vehicle for your communication has changed. It just has. We're no longer using quills <laughs> and pens and pencils and utensils. We're not even really using keyboards anymore. I mean, we're using voice now through a mechanical transaction exchange. You know, we're speaking into our devices. We're speaking into a speaker. 
We're speaking into a receptor, which is then translated into language. So good to see you, Car Galaxy Studios. Car Galaxy Studios says something very poignant. I would also say that words without correlation or hook also fall flat. Untruths as well. Truth has power. Yes, absolutely. Love the way you said that. So what Aristotle talks about, uh, you know, and how we can learn from this and how we can build the brand based on this, I want to first talk about the rhetorical situation and what he was really implying when he talked about this thing called the rhetorical situation. So the rhetorical situation consists of these three things, and this really relates to everything that's going on today. So the rhetorical situation is basically the context or the background or the circumstances in which an author says, communicates, conveys some type of message to some type of audience. So really it breaks down into this trifecta, author, message, and audience. And sometimes message can be uh, substituted with purpose. So what is your purpose as an author and what are you trying to convey uh, to a specific audience, to what type of audience? So Aristotle says in order to be persuasive, in order to have a persuasive capacity, which if you think about persuasion, persuasion is really, I don't want this to be confused with, uh, you know, persuasion is selling or manipulation. It's none of that as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, if you're trying to be manipulative or salesy or whatever, and I have nothing, there's nothing wrong with sales, by the way. I mean, sales, that's a whole nother live stream. Sales has, has been completely uh, misunderstood. Sales is essential, A. And B, um, you cannot sell if you're not selling with authenticity, creativity, and some type of, and you can't back it up. You have to be able to back it up. And so persuasion, if you think about it, you know, when I say techniques, it really revolves around this. Um, you know, you first need to, if you ever want to try to reach any type of audience with your purpose, the first thing that you absolutely need to persuade on is you need to persuade that reader, that viewer, right? That employer, that client, that customer, whomever, um, that girl, that man, that woman, that potential mate or pot mate, <laughs> potential. Yeah, it is a potential mate, I guess. Um, potential lover, potential wife, husband, whomever the audience is, you need to first persuade them that this is in their interest, that you should pay attention to this. You need to grab their attention. So if you think about it there, you know, a lot of people attribute persuasiveness to selling or argumentative, if to put it in writing terms or speech terms, it's an argumentative piece or an argumentative speech. Not true. With anything, if you're just doing a demonstration or informing or just a how to do or just a hello, a meet and greet, or you're just trying to get to know somebody, first of all, they need to, their attention needs to be persuaded. You need to ensnare their attention. So really, Everything needs to be persuasive if you think about it. And you're persuading every single day. You may not even know. You're persuading every single day with every type of communication, especially in the online space. Specifically in the online space. 
So it breaks down to this, the rhetorical situation. Who are you as an author? What is it that makes you tick? You need to be aware. Remember what I said about the definition of rhetoric. It's an awareness of the language choices that we make. In order to make choices for language, you first need to be aware of who you are. That's why the impetus of this channel is discover your purpose. Who are you? What are you? What are you all about? What makes you tick? What gets you up in the morning? What puts lightning bolts in your veins? What energizes you? What gets you motivated? Why do you do what you do? What makes you the human being that you are? I mean, it sounds kind of like bumper stickery. Discover your purpose. Hey, come on down to Wayne's Body Shop. We're going to help you discover your purpose. It sounds cliche. I know that. I know it sounds a little kind of maybe uh, flighty or woo-woo-y, but it's, it's really the most important thing on the planet as a human being. Who are you as an author? And don't get it to, or a creator or a speaker, okay? Or a business or a educator, a trainer, a coach, a father. Who are you? It's, 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 literally impossible to craft a compelling message that reaches a specific audience if you don't know who you are. This is the breeding ground for misunderstanding. Hybrid Steel, it's so good to see you. What's up, Mike? Great to see you. We've got Luis in hybrid. I know Christian has not been around for a while. Big shout out to you, Christian Reddy. I hope you're here. Hybrid, I know you definitely smashed the Smashola button. I know that. Right, Hybrid? Then when you discover, you know, a more clearer picture, idea of who you are, now you can start crafting that message. Okay, so I know where I come from. I know my perspective. I understand the intention behind what I want to do. And it's coming from an authentic place. Authenticity is the number one persuasive technique. I don't want you to think of these techniques as even, even the word technique kind of belittles it or undermines it in some way. There's nothing that persuades better than your earnestness your sincerity. That's why I've got no problem with sales. I get on the phone all the time with clients and I close sales. I do. I, I actually, you know, advise even my uh, uh, branding students. Look, if you're trying to build an online business, don't just think that content marketing, don't just think that, which is fantastic, but don't think that inbound marketing, content marketing, or branding is the only way to accrue customers. You need to get on the phone. You need to talk to these people. You need to sell them. You need to close them. And if you don't believe in your product or service, your earnestness is not going to come through. Your intention is going to be totally uh, uh, overlooked and undermined, and you're not going to be able to persuade them. Nothing persuades more than sincerity, authenticity, and earnestness. That's why there's, it's not sales. Okay. My definition of an effective salesman is just being an honest, effective storyteller, informing people. Okay. On what your story is. Who are you? Who are you, Nez? I don't know who you are. Who are you? I would like to know who you, who you are. 
Mike says, always smashing something. <laughs> That's great. Good to see you, Mike. It's so nice to see you guys. I love seeing you guys here every single Sunday. And speaking of Sunday, you know that time, y'all. I think it's time. I don't know. Call me crazy. But uh, I actually think that it's time. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think it's time. And I think it's time for us to talk about and give you your weekly overlay. <laughs> When's the last time you, Nez Nation, have been overlaid? Well, if you've been starving for overlayish or an overlay or overlaying, now I'm just speaking gibberish. You're going to get your overlay right now. I'm going to quench your thirst. Ladies and gentlemen, as we do every single Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, we go live here on Nez Nation Live, the Personal Branding 101 live stream podcast. And this is where we help you to build your online reputation so you can elevate your career and grow your business, period, and build the community. Uh <laughs> That's right, Mike. <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. <laughs> hmm. So every single Sunday, we'd love to see you guys here. And please don't forget, we have an awesome podcast. We're everywhere. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, you name it, we're there. So go check us out. Uh, we have over a hundred ratings now, five-star ratings. I get all your messages. I love the emails. I love the DMS. Hey, Nez, I loved your last podcast episode. Hey, Nez, this was so cool. This helped me a lot. Hey, Nez, your podcast sucks. I, I take any message. I don't care because I love all feedback. So I want to get better and better and better. I have an eternal learning mindset. At least I try to be, and I, and I want to constantly learn, especially from these two, these two dudes behind me. How did you guys get here, by the way? <laughs> Will you guys stop creeping over me? These guys are creeping on me over my shoulder. <laughs> I do have too many overlays, Mike. You're right. So it all starts with that. What's your intention? What's your purpose? Then when you have that purpose and you have that intention clearly defined, the message part is what do you want to say? What do you want to say about your purpose? What, you, what do you want your audience to do? Do you want them to take action? Do you want them to be inspired? Do you want them to be educated, informed? Do you want them to buy something? Do you want them to do something? What is it that you want them to do? Well, you've got to know your audience. You've got to understand your audience really, really well. You have to do an autopsy on your audience. Not physic, not literally, but, you know, uh, uh, metaphorically. So it's really important that you understand what makes, so we talked about author, what makes you tick. Now you got to know what makes the audience tick. Okay. And you got to really dive deep into your audience. Who are they? What are they? What's their interest? What's their problems? What's their pain point? What's their challenge? What do they really need? How can I reach them? What's it going to take for me to ensnare their attention? What's it going to take for them to absorb my message and not misunderstand what I'm trying to convey? So you, then you have, to, you have to dive deep into your audience. If you want to be persuasive with your personal brand, which is all about getting the right people, okay? Getting the right customers, getting the right subscribers, getting the right viewers, building an engaged, thriving community, 
which is how you're going to brand and build a personal brand, this is essential. And we can learn a lot from Aristotle. How many people are with me so far? Let me know in the chat. Give me a thumbs up in the chat. Anybody have any questions so far? So literally, the rhetorical situation is just what is the, what is the backdrop? What is the circumstance? What is the, wh- who, are the, who are the principles involved? Um, and, you know, how do, we, how do we acclimate what we want within that medium, right? So are you, are you, is it a blog? Is it a commercial? Is it a, you know, speech? Is it a, you know, uh, piece of content? Is it a live stream? You know, whatever it is, um, those, that, that trifecta uh, uh, is universal. Doesn't matter if you're creating a video, doesn't matter if you're writing a blog, doesn't matter if you're um, filming something, it doesn't matter if you're giving a speech, it doesn't matter if you're writing a book. You need to know who you are as an author. What is your purpose? What is your intention? You need to craft a compelling message and you need to know who your audience is. So those those three things apply universally. Artie, Artie is one of my all-time faves at Stony Creek. Uh, good old Artie, huh? <laughs> I didn't know he had a nickname. That's pretty sweet, Stony Creek. It's so good to see you, brother. We missed you, man. I hope everything's well with you. I know you bought a new home and you moved, right, recently? <laughs> Ahmed says, I'm here, and my question is a couple of comments below. Can you ask it again? Oh, there it is. I see it. Hold on a second. Let me bring this up. Let me bring this up here, Ahmed. Ahmed says, so how would you answer a who are you question? Are you asking me who I am? If I would, uh, Ahmed, uh, if I would actually, how would I answer who are you? Um, I'm a personal branding coach. Uh, I help companies and individuals build a standout personal brand so they can earn more, grow faster, and stress less. Um, That's pretty much it. I'm a teacher. I'm a coach. I'm a mentor. Um, More than anything, I want to be an inspirer, not an influencer, an inspirer. I love to inspire people. I love to help people. That's who I am more than anything. That's how I would answer who I am. I don't know why, but that's what I love to do. I love to do that more than anything. It's, it's my passion. I get such a kick and a thrill out of seeing, you know, my students' eyes light up, out of seeing my clients, you know, achieve what they want to achieve and, and feel that they've gotten the best service they ever could have paid for. Um, it's just, it means the world to me. I don't know why. It's nothing special. I'm not saying I'm special. I'm not even original. I'm just saying that's who I am. I'm a, I'm a natural born coach, trainer, and teacher. That's it. I love helping people more than anything. And sometimes it's through content creation. Sometimes it's through creating a a book or creating a short story or a poem or composing or creating a video or a live stream. I just love helping people more than anything, which is why personal branding comes so natural to me. Because as I said before, personal branding is 21st century communication. That's all it is. Specifically in the online space, because let's face it, that's where everything's happening in the digital. This is the digital revolution. 
It's been happening for a long time. Thank you, Car Galaxy. So would you fo- so okay so we have a uh, uh, very nice Stony Creek that's great to hear that so we have a follow up question from Ahmed so would you focus on what you were doing and want to do more than other things which define you uh, well I mean that's kind of the core of who I am that's kind of the core essentiality uh, of who I am so it kind of really resonates if you're not functioning at your core Ahmed. I don't know what else you mean by other things that you're defining yourself as. Um, you know, uh, it's really hard to kind of, you know, I mean, I, I, do I contradict myself uh, to quote my favorite, my favorite poet of all time, Walt Whitman? Absolutely. I contain multitudes. Um, but if I had to do it in one sentence, which most of us, we need to do that, especially if we're trying to. Uh, really avoid misunderstanding and we're trying to build something which building a personal brand is a way to convey your message out there whether it's to build a business build a community uh, uh, or just get your message out there and inspire people um, you know or grow your career elevate your career uh, it's it's important to kind of um, get at the core of it right but yeah there's other things that define me but yeah you you focus on what you want to focus on that you think is going to bring you the best, you know, results for your for your life. And to me, the best result for your life is happiness and freedom. That's the best result. And when I help people, when I mentor, coach, train, teach people, I get the most happiness and I feel the most free. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that answers your question. I think it does. I don't know. I could be wrong. Thank you so much, Car Galaxy. I really appreciate that. And I know, Car, you do some amazing, talk about helping and talk about inspiring. We've got some amazing channels, amazing creators in the chat here right now. And I'm just so impressed with all you guys. I, I think, uh, you know, Patty is an amazing musician. Hybrid has an amazing gaming channel. Uh, Stony does a lot of informative stuff about where he's from, which is just killer stuff. Car Galaxy Studios. I mean, great. I mean, I'm so blessed we really are blessed uh, to find uh, uh, such great uh, creators here. Okay, Stony Creek, you're jumping. Uh, you're jumping to the three rhetorical appeals. So this is really good. I want to get this is the this is the fun part now. This is the fun part. So 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 Aristotle. So we talked about so we talked about the rhetorical situation. We talked about who are you as an author, understanding your message, understanding your audience. We talked about the strictest definition of the word rhetoric, which is an awareness. Or let, not, I, let me take that back. Not the strictest definition. Uh, my favorite definition. I can't remember if I came up with that or I can't remember if somebody else came up with that. I'm not trying to take credit from anybody, but it's my favorite definition of rhetoric because I know a lot of us have a bad taste in our mouth when we hear the word rhetoric. We usually think of political pundits or or uh, grandstanding or, or, or just negative politics in general. Um, my favorite definition of rhetoric is an awareness of the language choices that we make. Just an awareness. Pay attention. How are you coming across? If you feel that you're constantly being misunderstood, maybe you're lacking awareness of what you're saying and how you're communicating yourself. Maybe it's not the audience. I know you've been around people who said, well, people don't get it because they're too dumb. Well, maybe it has nothing to do with them, but maybe it has everything to do with you. Maybe you lack awareness for uh, the type of choices that you're making, okay? So great to see you, Ruben Gutierrez. 
a big hello back from Nez Nation. Great to see you, Ruben. <clears throat> so, so we talked about all those things. Now, how do we do it, Nez? How do we craft a compelling message that, that persuades our audience? What kind of techniques can we learn from Aristotle to build our personal brand? Well, there's three main specific rhetorical appeals, and there's others, but these are the three kind of core ones that I want to talk about today uh, in which you can employ yourself uh, to, to get your message out there effectively. And those three are ethos, pathos, and logos. And I'm going to define each one of those, and then we'll come up with some examples, okay? So the first one, ethos. Ethos is a rhetorical appeal that is based around credibility, okay? So what's an example of that, and what are you talking about, Nez? When you walk into a dentist's office, and you see all these degrees, or lack thereof, degrees on the wall, what does that convey to you as a potential patient or a current patient? What does that convey to you? Well, hopefully, uh, if you look at the degrees real closely in the certificates, hopefully it conveys credibility, right? If they don't have their degrees up there, or if they don't have credentials, you might want to go to another dentist, right? I mean, why do we, why do we get a second opinion? Why do we research, uh, uh, you know, people to make sure we, we're finding the right one? What are some ways in which we do that? So ethos is an appeal toward credibility, right? When we go to a restaurant and it says, uh, you know, right there on the front, you know, kind of facade, it says established in 1965, right? Or established, some of them say established in, you know, 1922. What does that convey to us as potential patrons? Why is that important? What, what, what kind of message does that send to me, right? Well, it could send the message that, well, since they've been around for a really long time, they've been in business for a really long time, they must be, must be a good place to go eat. They have credibility, right? Professor Nez, me, myself, what gives you the right, Nez? What gives you the right to uh, uh, create an agency that helps clients with their career, that helps clients with their message, that helps clients build their brand online? Well, I've, been, I've got three degrees in communications and writing, and specifically business communications. Um, I helped my family start a business when I was 13 years old. Um, I've been in business, marketing, sales uh, for pretty much my whole entire life. And I've got seven books on Amazon. So I know a thing or two about getting your message out there. I also have over 20,000 followers on LinkedIn. And that's my ultimate kind of spot where I have my brand. Uh, and so, and I, those are all real, by the way. And so that's a, that's a great way for me to, uh, that's a great way for me to convey my credibility. Hopefully that gives me some ethos. That gives me some credibility. So there's, and there's, and there's other examples. There's a lot of examples of ethos. And, and I'd love to, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. What are some examples that you could think of that come up, uh, uh, uh regarding ethos and credibility? Great to see you, Christian Hotline. Trash Mouse 10 on uh, Twitch. So this is, a, this is a masterclass on persuasive techniques from Aristotle to help you build your personal brand. I am Professor Nez Trash Mouse 10 on Twitch. Good to see you. Uh, and I am a personal branding coach. 
uh, executive career coach and a content creating machine. I love live streaming. I love building content. What kind of personal branding coach would I be if I didn't actually have a personal brand? Hello. And uh, welcome. Welcome, Trash Mouse 10. I hope you enjoy. I hope you get a lot out of this. Make sure you watch the replay. If you're just joining us right now live, make sure you watch the replay because there's a lot you've missed, but you're still in a perfect spot. And I'm glad you're here. I'm really happy you're here. Um, so ethos, more, more, uh, more examples of ethos, more examples of credibility. What, what are some things that give credibility? Well, when you go to a website, right, and you're thinking about buying this product or service, um, how about testimonials? How about reviews? When you go to Amazon and you purchase something on Amazon, for example, why did you pick that seller over that seller? Could it be that they had better reviews? Could it be that they had more reviews? Could, they, could it be that they had a certain number of reviews? Credibility. So if you're not using credibility in your personal branding and your messaging, why should I listen to you? Remember, it's about ensnaring attention. You've got to first ensnare attention if you want them to resonate with your message, if you want them to even listen to you, even to know anything about you. This is what we're talking about when we talk about persuasive techniques, not salesy techniques, not manipulative techniques. It needs to be authentic. If you've got fake degrees on your wall, if you've got fake reviews, I've got 160 recommendations on my LinkedIn page. 160. I worked my ass off for every single recommendation. And I, I tell all my clients, I tell anybody who wants to contract my services, reach out. It's so easy on LinkedIn. You can go, I've got testimonies on my website too, but I just say, go to my LinkedIn page and click on the recommendation and talk to that person. Talk to a real human being. You hired Professor Nez? Yeah. Is he good? Did you get anything out of it? Did you get results? Like what was working with him like? So it has to be authentic. My point is this. If it's not authentic, you're toast. If it's not real, you're toast. Right? Yeah, I would agree with uh, Car Galaxy Studios on that one, Mike. Uh, I definitely don't go for the. I never go for the cheapest product. I get trying to save money. I totally get that. But for me, cheap, definitely. I'd say not only does it not always uh, equal better. I'd say for, for the most part, it doesn't equal better. Um, I, uh, I, I, I really don't even pay too much attention to the price unless it's like astronomical. I really try to research and find out what are people talking about? What are people saying? What are people, you know, what's the reaction when I'm buying something on Amazon? That to me is the most important thing for credibility, right? I mean, degrees, certificates, experience, that's a great thing that can uh, appeal to, to ethos, credibility. So a lot of, a lot of examples. Okay. The second one, pathos, probably used the most out of any rhetorical appeal. Pathos is an appeal towards emotions. Humor is an emotion. Pain is an emotion. Fear is an emotion, right? Uh, uh, sadness, any, pick any emotion. Happiness is an emotion. 
When you craft a message based on the rhetorical appeal of pathos, you're appealing towards your audience's emotional trigger points, right? So, I mean, you know, why is it that, uh, you know, why is it that entertaining, funny content uh, online usually is the type of content that gets the most virality? Why is that? Um, you know, because it's really, really funny. Humor. Humor is a huge rhetorical appeal. I've used this example before, and it might be a little bit outdated, but, uh, uh, you know, I look at Geico. And I, I've said this before, even in previous videos. Uh, Geico is a car insurance company here in the U.S., and if you know anything about car insurance, car insurance is not really the most exciting topic of conversation. Uh, you don't say, hey, Mike, meet me for coffee. I got something really exciting to tell you. Oh, yeah, cool. I'll meet you. What do you want to talk about? Car insurance. No, uh, bro, I'm not going to meet you for, to talk about car insurance. Why in the world would I want to do that? Probably the least interesting topic on the human planet uh, uh, to talk about is car insurance. And it's mandated by law. Everybody has to have it. There's no point in talking about it, right? Why is it that we, we remember how much you can save if you call Geico right now? Because their brand, their messaging is ensconced with pathos, emotion, humor. Humor is the number one uh, rhetorical appeal uh, when it comes to under the umbrella of pathos. Humor. It's everything. It's everything, right? Um, you know, if you're starting a business and, or you've got a product or service, um, you know, and you are trying to convey that you, I, I tell this to my clients all the time, you need to be the solution to your audience, your ideal customer avatar or ICAs problem or challenge. You need to be the ultimate solution. You need to be the excedrin to their headache, right? How do you convey that? You convey that in a way that appeals to their pain, appeals to their problem, appeals to their issue, appeals to their challenge or their shortcoming, right? Because people want to get over their pain. They want to get over their obstacles. They want to get over their frustration. They want to get over their stress. So, I mean, emotion is everything. And then look at these ASPSA uh, uh, um, ads, right? Talk about appealing to emotion. When Sally Struthers is holding that cat with one ear missing and saying, donate today, you know, your heart goes out for that little kitty, doesn't it? That's an appeal towards emotion. That's appeal. Really, it's trying to guilt you more than anything. Pathos is absolutely huge. It's probably the most predominant rhetorical appeal out there. It is the most predominant rhetorical appeal because emotions are what drive us to connect with people, brands, businesses, organizations, you know, uh, our loved ones. Um, human beings are just emotional beings, period. We are emotional beings, right? So um, pathos is, is absolutely huge, huge. So many examples, so many examples of pathos. Um, you know, look at the entire cosmetic industry. Look at the entire uh, beauty industry and fashion industry. It's all uh, predicated upon our, our need, our emotional need to look good, feel good um, for ourselves and for others. So, I mean, they are, they are pouncing 
on our emotional uh, uh, pain points, pouncing on it. And it's a billion, billion, trillion dollar industry, right? You look at fear as an emotion. I mean, some people would say that politics preys on fear, right? Uh, fear mongering is, is a way that uh, a lot of politicians deploy pathos to reach their audience. Um, there's just endless, endless examples about this. So, so we talk about ethos, credibility. We talk about pathos. There's endless examples. Look at the Super Bowl, for example. What are the most memorable Super Bowl commercials? You know, sometimes they're the ones that are really inspiring and deep and human, right? Most often, it's the ones that are the most funny, right? Those are the, those are the Super Bowl commercials that we remember the most, the ones that are the most funny. Car Galaxy says, I could go on about e-waste. <laughs> Hybrid says, I'd listen as car insurance annoys me. <laughs> Uh, Car Galaxy says, and yet too much emotion also can be bad. Yes, advertisers struggle with that fine line. Absolutely. Yeah, too much of anything. Moderation is something we don't talk enough about. Uh, everything in moderation. You can have too much exercise, too much of a good thing. Definitely humor goes a long way. Absolutely, Car Galaxy Studios. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Last but not least, Logos. So logos comes from the from the Latin uh, word uh, logic. So logos is an appeal towards logic, right? You save twenty five percent, you know, on this vehicle versus that vehicle. So it just makes logical sense based on your budget that you would purchase this car, right? Uh, you live in a neighborhood where there has been some reports of theft, of burglary. It would make logical sense for you to have this security system installed in your home. Uh, we use logic all the time, right? I mean, logic appeals towards logic happen every single day. We do this every single, you know, moment. We, 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 this is the thing that I want to really bring to the forefront, these are just fancy terms, ethos, pathos, logos, Aristotle, right? Persuasive techniques to build your personal brand. It can sound like a really complex phrase. This is, it really boils down to this. You're using this every single day. It's just a way to, it's just a way to kind of bring it to our, our consciousness, be a little bit more aware of it. So the next time that you're building your brand, the next time that you're uh, building content or, or anything that you're doing to, to grow your brand, you can think about, ah, you know, this is interesting. Um, I could use a little logic here. Am I, am I using enough credibility here? Am I using emotion here? Think about copywriting. Think about copywriting for your content. Think about the description. Think about the tags, the title. Are they appealing towards credibility? I mean, look at this title right here. I mean, if it said persuasive techniques from Professor Nez to build your personal brand, yeah, that might have a little bit of ethos, but most people don't know who Professor Nez is, which is a huge shock. How could you not know who Professor Nez is? <laughs> but Aristotle carries uh, uh, credibility. Aristotle carries credibility, right? Why? Because Aristotle's well-known. He's well-known to be the father of modern philosophy. He taught Alexander the Great. Uh, he's uh, written countless volumes of philosophical works that still stand the test of time even today. There's a lot of credibility there, right? So just it's, it's being aware. It's just being aware. Don't forget that definition. 
Rhetoric is an awareness of the language choices that we make. It's not political grandstanding. And you use these rhetorical appeals every single day of your life. You just might not be aware of it. So for example, I want to give a kind of story. I want to relay a story here that's going to incorporate all of the rhetorical appeals. And I want you to tell me, I want you to tell me if this makes any sense. I want you to tell me if I did a good job of conveying these three rhetorical appeals. I'm ready for the test. Is that Mr. Chalid Dog in the house? Chalid Dog. How you doing, Charlie? Looks like Midnight Madness 4x4 has finally joined us. Where the hell have you been, for crying out loud? Hello? <laughs> it's good to see you, Chalid Dog. I call him Chalid Dog because he's such a dog, and his name's Chalid. I don't even know where that came from. It just sounds good, doesn't it, uh, Midnight? Uh, Car Galaxy Studios says, interesting though that companies and marketing departments don't do enough real logic to their numbers, specs, or reasoning these days. Oh my God! If I could, if I could have a nickel for every time that's uh, that's occurred. I mean, I work with companies and brands, Car, and I can't even tell you how many of these people um, <laughs> they have absolutely no clue. It's it's a real ego trip. A lot of these CMOS and a lot of these marketing departments. Um, I worked with a company recently, I won't name any names, but it was a huge company. I mean, a very well-known company. And I was giving a presentation for, for personal branding. And I couldn't believe that some of the head people in the department, in the division, this is marketing, they didn't even know that you could post videos on LinkedIn. This is a business that flourishes in the B2B industry. And I'm not putting them on blast. I think this is very, very common. I'm not picking on these guys and I'm not blaming these guys. It's actually not their fault. It's really the fault of the leadership. But some of the key players didn't even know that you could post videos on LinkedIn. They didn't even know that you could do that. They're like, you can post videos on LinkedIn? I had no idea. Native video? What? Native video is like over 18 months old on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Live is the new thing. Oh man, Car, you'd be surprised. I mean, there's, it's insane how many uh, of these so-called big firms and big marketing and sales departments, they're just absolutely clueless. They uh, are all about, they mostly focus on, it's a sales-driven, outbound, marketer-centric approach as opposed to an inbound, branding, people-centered and customer-centric approach. Um, it blows me away. And it's mostly um, based on really ego. It's mostly based on not wanting to stir the ship, comfort, complacency, all those factors. And it's to the detriment of their company. They're, they're wasting millions of dollars, millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, so, so this is very common, very, very common people, human beings don't like to, human beings are very, very, um, reticent to change. They're very apprehensive to new things. You know, I was asked recently, uh, cause I do executive career coaching as well. I was asked recently, you know, what, what are, what are, and I posted this, I think on LinkedIn recently, I was asked recently, what is, uh, what is something that people over 40 can do, 
you know, because ageism is a real thing in the marketplace. What are people, uh, uh, what are some things that people over 40 can do to, you know, market themselves better or, or, or find jobs better? And to me, the number one thing is relevancy and adaptation. You need to adapt. You need to be on top of the latest innovations on the latest, um, you know, cornerstones in your market, in your division, in your specialty, in your expertise. You need to be on top of what's going on in the competitive landscape. Otherwise, you're toast. And most people, they're just very, they, they, they have a, uh, you know, they have a 2006 mindset for a 2019 world. Or they have an even worse than that, they have a 1997 mindset for a 2020 world. That's just not going to cut it. I'm sorry. That's just not going to cut it. Yeah. Well, too bad. I mean, that's just too bad. I I, I totally agree with you, Carr. Um, It does change daily. But so what? You still got to be on top of it. If you, if you, if you care. If you care about being relevant, if you care about um, being able to maintain the life that you want, sustain the lifestyle that you desire, be and and still have opportunities in this in this era that we live in, so what? Yes, things change almost by the minute in this digital revolution, in this digital ecosystem. Things change every single second. Right. But so what? That's not. You think that's going to stop Nez? Hell to the no. Ain't going to happen. It just ain't going to happen. Nez is going to be on top of it every single day. And I'm going to bring it to you, Nez Nation. Which, by the way, I think that should trigger a beautiful overlay moment. Did you guys know that every single Sunday, I'm sure most of you guys didn't know this. Did you guys know that every single Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, I go live, live here on my channel, on multiple channels, actually. I go live on Facebook. I go live on Periscope. I go live on Twitch. I go live on YouTube. Soon to be LinkedIn. Soon to be LinkedIn. Every single Sunday. So if you click subscribe and you hit that bell notification on YouTube, you're always going to be a VIP of Nez Nation, and I want you to be that. <laughs> Not going to stop us now. <laughs> yes, Luis. That's exactly right. Yeah, look at Luis. Luis says, I'm over 40. That's right, Luis. And I'm on top of things when it comes to technology. Absolutely. And, and I'm not picking on you, Carr. No, no, no. Carr brings up a great point. I mean, he says change is hard. Social media changes almost daily. It is hard, but I still say, so what? And I'm not saying you're saying you're not adaptable or you're not, this isn't anything towards you, Carr. Um, this is what I hear all the time. Well, Nez, it's to this or Nez, it's to that. Or, uh, you know, Nez, I'm 56 years old. Or, you know, Nez, I'm, I'm not a millennial. Or, you know, it's just all these objections that are fruitless and weightless. They don't have any bearing in the real world. Are these, are these guys behind me still here? Boy, they haven't moved an inch, have they? It's kind of freaking me out. Who are you as an author? What is your purpose? What is your intention? Who is your audience? Craft a message that caters to their wants, to their needs. Using these three powerful rhetorical appeals. Ethos, credibility. Pathos, emotion. Bread and butter. And number three, logos, logic. And, and you don't, they're not mutually exclusive, by the way. 
Uh, oh, wait, I was going to do the test. Here's the test. I got so uh, I got so jazzed up. So check this out. So here's a situation. I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to bust this. So, so if you're like me and you've ever tried to go to dinner with five friends uh, uh, or lunch, let's just say lunch, lunch with five friends. If you're like me, you know that it's almost near impossible for everybody to agree on one place to go eat, especially if it's family members. Forget about it, right? So uh, uh, there's always there's always a push and pull there. There's always a uh, uh, somebody uh, or everybody is trying to get their place that they want to go eat, right? So if I'm with Tommy, Joey, Louie, Vinny, and, uh, you know, Giuseppe, right? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, check this out here. I'm going to use these. I'm going to employ all of these rhetorical appeals in one single scenario, rhetorical situation. Okay. Audience purpose message, right? So, Hey guys, Hey guys, we need to eat over at, uh, uh, you know, we need to eat over at, uh, Tommy's pizza joint. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just coming up with someplace. We need to, we, we, we need to go eat at Tommy's pizza joint. I'll tell you why. Number one, it's a lot closer to, you know, where Vinny lives. And remember, we're going to go pick up, uh, you know, that package over at Vinny's house. So bada boom, bada bing. We go to Tommy's pizza. Vinny's is like literally right around the block from there. That's number one. And tell me what rhetorical appeal I just used right there. Number two, that waitress, you know, that I'm trying to like ask out, you know, she's like, you know, boy, she's something about her. I don't know what it is, but she just, I mean, she makes me feel so, I mean, she lights up my world. That waitress that works there, I just, I want to go see her. She makes me so happy. What rhetorical appeal did I use there for number two? And then number three, plus, you know, Vinny, uh, Vinny only, you know, he just got laid off. Uh, you know, there's a two for one special down there. You know, he's, he doesn't really, he's not doing too well financially. It just, it totally makes sense that we would go eat there. So you see how I, you see how I used all three rhetorical appeals there. I'm trying to convince these guys that we know we need to go eat at Tommy's pizza. The first rhetorical appeal, you know, it's closer. We need to go pick up something over there. That just, it, it totally makes sense. Uh, what what rhetorical appeal is that? The second one, the waitress, makes me so, lights up my world, makes me feel, hint, 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 a certain way. And then last but not least, you know, this dude just got laid off. They're doing a two-for-one special over there. And, you know, that's, that's it just makes logical sense. Actually, I think I did two logoses. I think I was supposed to do, so I failed. Professor Nez failed. <laughs> I think I was supposed to do, plus they got the best reviews. I was supposed to throw in that they got the best reviews out of any pizza place uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in the city. So that was, that was the credibility one. So I, I kind of messed up there. But, but, but looks like Ahmed, <laughs> looks like Ahmed got it. Number one, logic. Two, emotions. Three, credit. It could be credibility. Yes, it can actually, as a matter of fact. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Hybrid Steel, very well said. Very well said. Thank you. So Ahmed and Mike are on fuego, on fire. You guys got it. Carr says, no one can be totally on top of every change. Time management requires picking the right paths. Nez can help with that. See what I did there? <laughs> exactly. Carr, you're uh, uh, um, uh, going after my, you're, you're, you're just, you're speaking to my heart. I'm trying to think of the phrase. I lost the phrase. 
you're, uh, uh, what's that phrase? You're going after my own heart, or my own dear heart. I can't remember the phrase. Thank you so much, Car Galaxy. It's so nice to have you with us here. Car Galaxy Studios is an awesome member of the Nezcord, which, by the way, I'm going to put a link in the description. Uh, or actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to put a link in the chat so that anybody who is just watching for the first time, or maybe you're a avid Nation family member, but you have no clue. You have no clue about the Nez Nation Discord. I'm going to go ahead and show you. And I'm going to invite you by sending you a link. So uh, I would love for you to go join us on Discord where we have a thriving community, thriving conversations. And I'm going to post that link right now in the chat. A man after my own heart. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Flash. Flash, that's it. You're a man after my own heart. Why can't I talk right now? I love it. Flash. That's why you're here, Flash. Hashtag Flash Fam. Hashtag Flash Fam. Hashtag Nimanati. And hashtag Nez Nation. That is the live stream power. Speaking of power trifecta, that is the live stream power structure right there. All those three families coming together. It's like the Godfather. All those three families coming together. Who's going to mess with us now? How could you mess with us? It's like messing with family. Don't you understand? Don't you understand what you're trying to do? You're trying to mess with family? You're talking to me? You're talking to me? Okay, now I turned into uh, Tony Montana. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Yes, check the YouTube link. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. So uh, it's really, really nice to... uh, so, so, So if you're looking for... If you're looking for more about personal branding, if you're looking for more about discovering your purpose, getting your message out there and communicating with conviction and reaching the right audience, you need to click subscribe and check out these other videos. I've got a ton of playlists, all free content. You can go to professornez.com forward slash live streams. Or just hang out here on YouTube and check out all these other videos that we have for you. These are amazing videos that I know are going to help you uh, to build a thriving brand, build an online reputation, whether it's a business, elevate your career, uh, grow a community. This is the place that you got to go. You got to come check it out. I want you to check out these videos. They're awesome for you. Stay on YouTube, Stony Creek says. Your acting needs work. I know it does. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. We got another one. We got another one here. Sorry about that. Hashtag hybrid clan. So we got another one. It's good to see you. Okay, I like that. The hash is that your is that your official hybrid? Is that your official uh, uh, hashtag? I like that. Hashtag hybrid clan. That's fantastic. I love it. That is really good. Uh, uh, Let me know if that's your official. The bottom line is this. The bottom line is this. You know, uh, all all these techniques, all of these tactics aside, the bottom line is this. You need to know who you are first. And how you know who you are is to pay close attention. Most of us, we're sleepwalking. Most of us, we're um, performing or posturing or we're trying to live to somebody else's ideals or somebody else's expectations. The more you know who you are, you will become invincible. The more in touch 
with what's going on inside your chest. Not in here, but what's going on inside your chest. What makes this dude come alive? You will be a force unstoppable. And you'll be able to speak from that area, communicate from that area, brand from that area. And it will be aflame with sincerity, with earnestness, with authenticity. And you'll be able to reach your audience in the most effective, persuasive, compelling way that I know of. So I want to thank you guys so much. I want to thank everybody for joining me today. I want to thank uh, Stony Creek Hybrid Car Galaxy Studios. Uh, I want to thank Patty Broussard. I want to thank Ahmed. So great to see you. Luis, welcome back. I know Luis was taking some time off. I want to thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. It really, really means the world to me. And uh, again, as I said before, don't go anywhere. Check out my other videos. Check out my playlists. Check out my Mindset Mastery. We talk about mindset and messaging here on Nez Nation. Uh, and I've got tons of videos, tons of playlists, over 200 uh, uh, uploads, I think, um, 200 plus uploads all for you, helping you to chart your course in this online ecosystem. Convey yourself with authenticity so you can reach the right audience. I love you guys more than anything. Yeah, you need to make that official, Hybrid. You definitely need to make that official. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day, everybody. I will see you guys on the next video. Love you guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Look, if you like what we're talking about and how we're talking about personal branding and how to get your message out there so you can impact your audience, I would love for you to come join our live stream chat. We go live every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time, and I would love for you to be there. Make sure you come hang out with us so you can be a part of this awesome Nez Nation family and be there live. Go over to youtube.com forward slash Professor Nez or go to professornez.com forward slash live streams so you can be a part of the chat. We've got an amazing community of live streamers podcasters, content creators, business owners, coaches, trainers, educators. I mean, you name it, gamers. We've got a, an amazing, awesome killer bringing more humanness to this digitalness. And I want you to be a part of it. You are more than welcome. We are rolling out the red carpet. Come hang out with us and come join us. And if you like this episode, or if you like other episodes like it, please, it would really mean the world to me if you could write us a review on iTunes. That's where it really counts the most. Even if you're listening to this on Spotify or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening to it, it would mean the most to us if you could write us a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys next time. 